Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Blockchain promises to be an indispensable source to HR practices like recruitment, payroll, and employee data. Blockchain encrypts data and validates transactions through consensus, distributing an unchanging copy of exchanges to each entity that has a copy of the ledger. This builds higher levels of shared trust between parties and removes the need for third-party verification. In this HR chat, we're going to look at ways that blockchain can help HR departments and leaders in the decade ahead. My guest this time is Elizabeth Varghese, people and tech strategist and global leader of talent and HR strategy reinvention at IBM. Elizabeth and her team deploy IBM's best thinking along with AI, blockchain, robotics, and other leading technologies to create powerful employee and HR experiences. Recognized as a key global influencer in strategy and analytics based on impact on the profession and community, Elizabeth has been listed as a top 100 influencer in the industry. So basically, everyone, she is royalty in this space. Elizabeth, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill, for that very kind introduction. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Um, I'm uh, delighted to be here and uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about blockchain in HR, a topic uh, very close to my heart and something I've been writing and blogging about for over three years now. Uh, Excited to uh, be part of the discussion. Thank you. Elizabeth, why don't you start off by uh, introducing yourself a bit more and telling our listeners about your role at IBM. I work with uh, you know with IBM's talent and transformation business and I lead our um, strategy around our consulting in the talent and HR space. Um, I'm also the market leader for five high priority businesses here in IBM North America and I work on IBM's team for good technology which works on AI and uh, you know the application of it to eliminate bias and other um, things uh, in, in the world of technology. Um, I'm also on the Council of Advisors at the SETI Institute, uh, where we work to champion research and education in space exploration, astrophysics, and astrobiology. Um, and now this is um, you know, all of these things really come together because I work at the intersection of people and technology. And what I found, you know, over the years is you know humanity really is at the center of all endeavor and everything that we do, especially when it comes to technology. Um, and the and the work that you know we do in the area of blockchain is inextricably linked to some of these advances in what we see in the world of work, um, what technology does and can do for us, and the implications it really has on people and leadership and how work gets done. Um, I, I live in New York and you know it's it's a good it's a good day. We just inaugurated our new president and vice president. So um, um, good good timing then. <laughs> um, this is a good day to talk about uh, important things. Yes, yes, it is a very good day. So as we're recording it, uh, this interview today, it's January 20th. Um, I'm not quite sure when this one's going to go live yet, but it is a very, very good day, everyone. I don't get political on this show ever, um, so I'll, I'll leave it there. But there are big smiles on, on my face and on Elizabeth's face today. Now then, um, we'll, we'll get more granular later, but at a high level, how, how is blockchain going to impact the world of work and HR in the next in the next decade, in the 2020s? And, and why is this so important? Sure. So, um, you know, as I said, I've been talking about blockchain in the world of HR um, since 2018 and even before. Um, when you think about the, the, the technology of, you know, blockchain and why it's important, uh, people often uh, 
ask about, you know, why is it important? How does that really impact um, HRs in particular? I, I, and if I often use the analogy of the internet and how it's evolved with adoption and changed everything. Um, so, you know, it, it, when the World Wide Web was first invented, people didn't really understand how it, we could use it and the implications on business. Um, and I, I, we're kind of seeing that same thing here. And then when you fast forward and think about how the internet has really evolved, um, you know, in the early days, there were precursors and networks and intranets uh, used by small groups with common interests, much like blockchain, closed networks. The real magic really happened when use increased and we figured out, you know, rules of engagement, guidelines and exchange of data and information and connecting these networks. Um, and similarly with blockchain, when that happens, the, um, the ubiquity of, you know, the need for good provenance, knowing where something comes from, um, the integrity of data that anchors the heritage of an object or an individual become really, really important. Um, the other aspect of it is, um, you know, one of the things that we are observing, you know, in, in the business world and in, in the world of um, uh, global the global economy, um, provenance and data integrity are becoming very, very important. And we've seen the prevalence of that with, you know, whether it's fake news or, you know, degrees that are mischaracterized or resumes that are padded. In all of those instances, it becomes really important to understand, you know, what really is is the antecedent or the precedent of somebody who is coming into the system or the process or um, or your newsfeed. And for that reason, you know, blockchain provides a way to really validate um, the provenance and uh, the credentials of an individual, their skills, their capabilities um, in, in an immutable way. Um, the other aspect of this is, um, you know, uh, all of us have digital identities. Um, we, we do work with the Sovereign Network, for example, to help um, think about authenticating digital identities and what, how those really you know, are a reflection of our true selves. Um, blockchain really provides a way to ensure the integrity of these digital identities that we all will increasingly hold and you know, will become our passports um, as we navigate um, across the global economy. Let's talk a bit about transparency and recruitment, shall we? You're, you're quoted as saying that Let's see here. Keeping up with the nuances in individual experience profiles is a challenge that's accelerating in the growing gig economy. In, in highly skilled roles like, like IT, job listings often require experience in dozens of, of technologies, right? Which can't all be validated in, in an interview or a test. Uh, otherwise, it would be a long interview or a long series of interviews. Right. How, how, how can hiring managers use blockchain to ensure that every employee experience can be captured and preserved for anyone who chooses to view it, delivering the the ultimate resume, if you like, with, with every aspect of an individual's experience accounted for. So blockchains can be used to capture pieces of information about an individual, much like a resume or a credit report, but a much more, at a much more factual level. Um, so, you know, we're actually working with organizations with some of the, um, some colleges to actually Put the credentials on a blockchain that can be verified immediately. What this does for recruiting is that it really authenticates um, the, the data that's available about an individual. Uh, and then you, you know, you have multiple organizations and agencies working together to exchange this information in a very secure fashion. It really eliminates a lot of the validation, um, the, the the breakdowns in communication, or the delays in. Uh, validating the skills of a person uh, in order to bring them on board. 
um, the recruiting space, you know, the uh, the application of blockchain can also be widened over time, as, as I have no doubt it will, when it comes to background checks or um, you know running credit checks on uh, hires. Some of those processes are the most onerous, likely to be um, you know not managed as efficiently, especially across. Uh, national borders, and all of those challenges would really be eliminated through the recruitment process. Uh, now, the reason this is all important is, you know, we are in a global economy and a virtual economy, right, uh, especially with COVID. When we lived in small communities, people knew each other. They knew what their skills and capabilities were. They knew somebody really, you know, knew what they were talking about, right? Uh, we are now in, an, in, a, in a situation where lots of our conversations happen without that credentialing process. And you kind of take it on belief to a certain extent. Um, in the old days, you know, we had what we called uh, was the wander book, kind of like a, a digital passport. A medieval craftsmen would take these um, these books with stamps from each of the people they worked with to validate their expertise. Uh, now that happens kind of today, you know, using our resume, but they're still not validated. Um, we found that you know almost over fifty percent of resumes contain some kind of errors and. Um, yeah, padding, so to speak, and blockchain is one way to really eliminate a lot of that. How are major companies and organizations experimenting and building out blockchain for, for talent development efforts? So organizations are um, you know, using a variety of approaches. So there's one aspect which you know is really anchoring around skills as the currency um, and the unit of credentialing and certification. So apart from formal you know, degrees or uh, college degrees or uh, PhDs or any degree somebody might acquire certifications, organizations are also starting to decode their business strategy into what we call you know, basic elements of skills, these Lego blocks, which really uh, can be put together to define what an individual needs to deliver on, what the job needs to be. And um, acquisition of these skills can be captured using a blockchain. Okay, so now let's talk a bit about a, a topic which is coming up more and more, certainly since uh, COVID hits, and that's the rise of the gig economy and the increasing number of contingent workers. Um, so I, I'd like to talk to you a bit about lowering contingent labor costs. I, I, increasing numbers of companies are, are turning to contingent labor to perform tasks like procurement services. But whether these companies work with suppliers to fill those roles or, or do the hiring themselves, how can blockchain streamline contingent labor processes? And in addition, how can it increase opportunities in the global staffing market that you were just talking a bit about there, while potentially eliminating technical service invoices and invoice reconciliation tasks? That's a, that's a really good question, because, you know, as you pointed out, the gig economy is becoming really important. For a variety of reasons, both from a strategic flexibility for companies and also, you know, flexibility that employees are demanding around the world. Um, what that means is, uh, you know, because you don't have a, a fixed employment location or an employer, there's lots of pieces of data that have to be exchanged with somebody who might employ you as a contingent um, uh, employee. Uh, and in, in order to, you know, when you think about completing the contingent employment process. It requires validation of the skills that we just talked about. But then equally importantly, it requires a process within the organization. You know, somebody has to raise a purchase order. Somebody has to explain what kind of contingent staff or labor they're looking for. Um, and then once the work is done, you know, there's some reconciliation of how many hours did that person work? How well did they work? How does that tie back to their contract or the payment requirements? 
um, you know, somewhere an invoice is raised, there's some kind of contract that's checked. Um, all of these things typically um, result in lots of inefficiency and time-consuming processes and also you know, expensive processes. Um, what we found blockchain can do and actually has done, um, it can really, once you, you, know, you decide to set up a consortium that uh, engages willingly in the contingent labor process together, um, which, which would really require you know, an organization, it might be their vendors or suppliers for contingent labor, it might be their subcontractors, um, who are part of that trusted um, uh, uh, consortium, we find that, you know, bl blockchain can easily and very quickly um, provide that platform where um, it's not really replacing systems of record, but it really connects the systems of record across the gig employee, uh, the, the person raising the purchase order, the procurement organization, time and expenses, account receivables, all of that coming together. And uh, we found that, um, you know, by applying blockchain um, to, to most of the contingent labor process, the savings can be significant, but equally importantly, or maybe more importantly, more than savings, the process actually works in a much more authentic and um, useful fa you know, fashion in, in order to uh, achieve your business needs around flexibility and, and managing costs. And let's now continue that chat, but let's talk about uh, simplifying payroll. How, how can blockchain Simplify payroll. Uh, tell me, tell me about how blockchain can can make it easier to send money and and meet compliance requirements. So, um, you know, payroll is often not the most exciting of topics, right? Um, but um, everybody needs to get paid, and everybody needs to get paid accurately. And in um, you know, in in a world where cyber crime and you know there. Um, Stolen identities become uh, become increasingly common. Um, the application of blockchain in payroll can actually be the most disruptive in a positive way um, in terms of you know business outcomes. Um, as as you think about you know organizations working globally, and most do, whether they're manufacturing companies or knowledge uh, you know worker uh, companies, everybody's working across national borders. And the, the legislative requirements, the legal requirements, the uh, AML or anti-money laundering, the KYC requirements like know your customer uh, require, you know, those have to be strictly complied with. And organizations that are really trying to pay people across borders um, will find that blockchain is going to be uh, pivotal once it's implemented uh, in, in their you know, ecosystems because um, records are immutable, right? Um, compliance is going to become much easier, much more readily available because the rules that are tied to um, you know, any regulatory requirement can be um, embedded within the blockchain process. And it can also be um, used to really automate the routine data processes like calculating VAT, for example, um, while you know eliminating uh, fraud, uh, etc. So, uh, given that increased movement of labor across borders, uh, we actually do think that you know payroll and um, the leverage of blockchain in payroll is going to become um, more and more common, and it's also going to likely become more attractive because it will likely remove the middlemen in international payments, which you know um, is often a factor in transaction values, etc. How can blockchain also automate routine data processes like calculating value-added tax rates while enhancing fraud prevention and, and cybersecurity? The the rules around those calculations can be coded or you know embedded within the blockchain. 
So once you set that up and you have, you know, the blockchain working within the trusted consortium, those things that the the back and forth that happens with transaction processing you know uh, sometimes that is calculated by sending invoices back and forth between you know either there's an accounts payable or you know within a, within a government validation um, agency depending on the country uh, so once you decide to set up a consortium that really enables the calculation of that exchanging information in a trusted uh, closed environment uh, a lot of that back and forth really will get eliminated we're seeing that play out, you know, also in the credit card transaction space, right? Blockchain is increasingly uh, becoming useful in the financial services space, not outside of HR, for that very reason. So a lot of those financial transactions, which require, you know, calculation, authentication of uh, rules or regulations, and validation of the individual's identity, those are transactions which lend themselves very nicely to the application of blockchain, um, you know, or go payroll and uh, the, the other related processes like the if you don't mind i'd love you to try and summarize some of the, some of the lessons from today's chat in in 90 seconds or less maybe you can sort of summarize how blockchain can turn hr processes and hr tech into a company's competitive <laughs> advantage and the, the bottom line is that uh, the potential of blockchain will be more apparent when there is more adoption now that does not mean that the potential doesn't exist, and I, you know, I have to say that at the outset because we are in the early days of uh, the adoption of blockchain across um, organizations and companies. Uh, what we are finding is that as government organizations, regulatory agencies, and commercial organizations start adopting them, the you know the information that comes together will be uh, powerful and uh, much more uh, useful to everybody. Um, so that's one part of it. The second part of it is that. Um, this is an emerging technology that has the potential to eliminate lots of the inefficiencies, inaccuracies, and redundancies in how HR processes, I mean, all processes really, but in particular HR processes. And because organizations are increasingly um, you know, working across borders, mobilizing talent across borders, uh, paying people across borders, it's really important to find ways and means to, um, you know, not just provide an experience that helps these you know, digital workers um, working across the world come together and you know, work more efficiently, but also make sure that um, the work is getting done in a way that diminishes the risk for the employer and ensures that there is compliance with you know, legal and regulatory requirements, the second part of it. And I think you know, finally, um, when you think about the, the broader good that blockchain can really provide all of us, um, you know, there is this democratization um, of knowledge of information um, that we are we, we have the potential to see we've seen that already with the internet right you can take a class anywhere around the world you can get certified uh, and now with blockchain you know once it comes into play even more um, you also will be able to have those skills and capabilities validated no matter where you are um, the, the potential of being able to access uh, talent in the informal sector in Africa or Asia or you know India or emerging economies um, can be very pivotal to how um, you know the global economy can really access the potential of the uh, of really a human resource at large. So uh, the the implications of blockchain and the change it can really you know make to to the global economy I think are quite profound and um, are definitely you know soon to come. 
Okay. And just finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you, Elizabeth? And also how can they learn more about all the cool things you're doing over at IBM? You know, feel free to reach out to me through LinkedIn. Um, um, I, you know, post a lot um, and, and message me anytime. Happy to talk and discuss um, the, the things that we are doing. I mean, we work in the space of blockchain. Um, we're also, you know, doing a ton of work in AI and the application of that across um, HR and outside of HR. Um, I also do work, um, uh, you know, looking at the the emerging economy in space exploration and the implications on, you know, work and leadership and technology. So all interesting, fun topics. Um, and we're doing some, you know, as you said, good work. So we'd love to connect with all of you. Please do reach out. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much, Bill. It was lovely to connect. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.